Hey, beautiful people, and welcome to the Living with Intention podcast. I am Kira Pollitt, your host, and today's episode is going to be exploring how to connect even more with yourself. And for those of you who tuned into my most recent episode before this, you will know that I am in this space of creating from inspiration. And on that note, this episode was recorded in the bathtub whilst I was having a bath. So yeah, it'd be a bit weird if I I was in there recording it without having a bath. Maybe it's weird recording it with a bath. Either way, that is where it was recorded because I felt called in that moment to just capture what I wanted to share. So this episode is from that space. It is created from the inspiration that was flowing through me and I really trust it finds who it needs to and I'm really excited to share this with you. Enjoy. If you're feeling like you want to be able to tap more into yourself, to connect more deeply with yourself and you're looking for ways to do that, one of the first things that you can do is start to get really real, get really fucking honest with yourself about your life, about what it is that you're doing every single day, how it is that you're being. Start getting curious as to why your life is the way it is. Because our habits, our programming, our conditioning, the language we use, the stories we tell ourselves, it all influences our life in this present moment. And when you can start to get curious without judgment of you being where you are right now, you can start to find some of those answers. How is it that you start your day? What is it you do when you feel yourself start to be stressed? When you feel yourself activated? What are your routines? What are the things that you're consuming? The food? The drink? Maybe there's drugs. What is it you're consuming in terms of the music you listen to? The television you watch? The people you surround yourself with? Because all of that is going to have an influence on your degree of connection to yourself. Because all of those things influence you. And there is an energetic exchange that happens with those things that is influencing your way of showing up, your way of being, the energy that you have to put into what it is that you want to create in this life. And so often it's hard to connect to ourselves because we're not prioritizing ourselves. And so prioritizing yourself is about understanding what it is that fills you up. It's the classic analogy of filling your own cup and giving from that, but even like filling your own cup and letting it overflow so that you can give from the overflow. And for many people, including myself, at times still, and a lot of times in the past, that is really challenging to get your head around. It's really hard because we have stories, we have beliefs, we have 
conditioning, we have programming, we have wounds, we have trauma that is associated with what it means to put ourselves first. And maybe it doesn't feel safe to do that. Maybe it feels like we won't receive love or we won't have our needs met if we are to put ourselves first. And the thing is, if we don't put ourselves first and we're not filling our own cup, it's really hard to show up for others. And it's really hard to give the gifts that we're here to give and to share what is truly on our heart and what it is that we're here to share. So really doing this big audit of your life, and I say big, it doesn't have to be daunting, but it may be challenging because you're going to be shining a light onto, well, how am I living my life? How am I doing all these things? How am I being? How am I reacting, perhaps? Maybe responding to life. So that's a big thing about connecting to ourselves. It's understanding what it is that we need and giving that to ourselves. And part of understanding what we need, if we were to go into, when I was talking about wounds and trauma, is understanding what our wounding is. Often coping mechanisms that we have can show up for, as a result of wounding, as a way of receiving love, as a way of being seen or not seen or being heard or not heard. Being, being safe is a big one, but often to be seen, to be heard, to be loved. And that wounding has an origin. And when we can understand where that origin may come from, say through something like inner child work, and start to connect and meet those needs and give those needs to ourselves, we will stop looking to others to fill the needs for us. And this takes time, this takes patience, this takes compassion, it takes the removal of shame, the removal of judgment, the removal of guilt, or rather than removal, let's say the dissolution, the dissolving of these things. And when we start to do that, and reparent ourselves and start to meet our own needs, suddenly we don't need that which is external to us because we really find it hard, or I'll speak for myself here, I found it hard to connect with myself when I was operating from a place of wounding, when I was having to, or when I was subconsciously or unconsciously, let's say, putting other needs ahead of my own, putting other people's emotions ahead of my own, making their emotions my responsibility, being afraid of being rejected and so really trying to fit in and be a chameleon to other people. What else? I found it really hard to connect with myself when I was doing all the time, when I was just doing and wasn't giving myself space to rest and relax and to switch off I found it really hard to connect with myself when, yeah, that's it, when I didn't create space. Space is one of the most important things we can have. And that connection to ourselves and space, and whether that's through meditation, journaling practices, walks, connecting with nature, grounding, journaling, whatever it is, that space gives us time to be with ourselves. And if we want to connect with ourselves, we, we need to start being with ourselves more and really getting curious about ourselves, like I said. You know, let's start journaling around things that are coming up. 
I noticed this behavior recently. I noticed that when my partner said this, it caused this, this was my response. I noticed how I get angry when people cut up in front of me in traffic. I noticed I get angry at the inanimate table that has no control over what it's doing when I stub my toe on it. I get really sad when people don't respond to my messages. I get really anxious when I send a message and someone doesn't respond. All of these things are things to get curious about. Get curious as to why you are the way you are. And that, in that curiosity, as I said, with compassion, without judgment, you're more connected to, you're more likely to understand yourself and understanding ourselves also helps us to connect with ourselves. Especially when we start to remove, as I said, shame, guilt, judgment. And then starting to introduce, as I said, the practices that can really help you to connect with yourself in each moment. Whatever that may be, and that you really get to be your own case study for that. Everyone's got different things that support them. Yes, there are some that, you know, are used by a lot of people. You know, I know for me, meditation is a cornerstone of my ability to connect with myself because it gives me the space. It gives me the stillness at times. You know, I still have thoughts going through my head. I still get distracted, but it gives me the stillness to connect in and help support my body, my soul, my nervous system, and then operate from there. I know journaling deeply supports me because it helps to get the things out of my mind and onto paper. And when I journal, I create space to do so and to start actually reflecting on why I'm showing up and why I'm doing what I'm doing and what, what is there. So start getting experimental with your routines, with the habits that you have. Start to get curious about the habits you do have and your body. And why I say that is because so often we go to, say, a coping mechanism because we're having a response that is uncomfortable and we are looking for something to distract us. So see where it is that you are distracting yourself in your life and again, explore why. Get curious. Again, compassion, non-judgment. And don't feel you have to force this process. Don't feel like you, you more likely than not are already connected to yourself in certain ways, but maybe you're not even recognizing that. And that's where like being able to be aware of that. Oh, actually, this is a form of connecting to myself. And I've been doing that. And what am I noticing when I am connected to myself? And like I said, when you're doing different practices, how do I feel in this practice? Again, don't just do something for, you can do something to try it, to experiment, to get curious, to see, because people have spoken about cold showers. People have spoken about meditation. Maybe they've told you about grounding and putting your bare feet on the ground and you're curious and go be curious, feel what it feels like for you. Does it serve you? Does it support you? Try it for 30 days. See if it helps you to connect. And the other thing to do is one thing that just came to mind now 
is yeah, your environment, who you surround yourself with. I know I talked about this in terms of what we're consuming, the people around us, but this is really important, you know. Are the people around you supporting you in having a connection to yourself? It's not their responsibility to, but it's just something for you to take an interest in. Because maybe you're feeling there's a bit of, if you're listening to this and you're wanting to connect yourself more, maybe you're feeling there's a pull. And I'm not here to tell you what's right, wrong, what you should do. You know it all. This is the thing. You know everything within you. You have all that you need within you. And really take a moment to be with that. What if you really let that be the truth, that actually I have everything I need within me? And that doesn't mean that you can't be supported. That doesn't mean that you can't have someone to reflect back to you. You know, I was talking to a client about this today, actually, that we all have unknown unknowns. We all have blind spots. I myself, as a coach, have coaches who help to reflect back to me the things that I cannot see. And so we can do that. We can go into communities. We can go into spaces, um, events. We can go to workshops. We can go to retreats and start to be around people who are going to reflect back to us things that we can't see about ourselves, who are going to be a mirror for us to expand and really step into that way that we want to show up in the world. And one point I actually want to emphasize that I've referred to a few times during this is shame. Because shame is this idea that I am bad, I am wrong because of something I've done. And if we are living from that space and we're holding this judgment of ourselves, it's really hard to connect with ourselves because we can almost think that we don't deserve certain things. Maybe it's a thinking that, yeah, you don't, and I was, I'm just thinking for myself as well, not deserving certain things. That's, that's a big one actually around shame. And if, if you're in that space, you're going to find it hard to connect with yourself. So recognizing where there may be shame, where is there a sense of I am wrong, I am bad, working towards compassion, working to releasing the emotion behind that. Part of connecting to ourselves as well, and especially connecting to our authentic selves, is like the true essence of us, is letting go of all that is not us. Letting go of all that is not us. So that includes the repressed emotions, that includes the energy, the stagnant energy that is in our body. And that all gets to be moved through. And that can be moved through in meditations, breath work, movement, certain forms of touch, maybe things like Reiki, certain things like sound healings. Uh, there's so many different ways that energy and emotion can be intentionally moved through the body. And what that does is it creates more space in the body because we're moving this stagnant energy. We're moving these emotions out of the body or trans muting them or alchemizing them into something else and it creates more space and with more space 
gives more opportunities for life to come in in different ways and also for us to have more space to connect with ourselves, the true version of ourselves. Because once we take away what isn't us, all these layers of conditioning, all this programming, the trauma, the wounds, as we dissolve those things, alchemize them, what is left is us. The, at the core fundamental truest state of our light and our being. And it's a journey, right? It's a journey to get there. And there's so many stages to this. And it's probably a lifelong journey, maybe multiple lives. <laughs> Actually, it's all, almost certain. We'll say, we'll say it's likely that it will take more than just this lifetime for us to clear that. But in that period of time, we can have the most incredible shift, transformation, connection to ourselves. So if I was just to wrap this up and share what I really think is important, is curiosity, compassion towards ourselves for what we've done, who we've been, where we've come from, where we are in this moment, doing an audit of our lives. I would say responsibility is up there, taking responsibility for ourselves and the fact that in this moment, moving forward, you are able to choose what it is that you want to do. And that also ties into awareness because we cannot change what we are not aware of. So curiosity, awareness, they tie in together. And those are the things and space, space and time, those are so important as well. Because so often the connection to ourselves comes in the spaces where we have more space, where we have more time, where we slow down, where we have the opportunity to be with ourselves. So, yeah, trust is fine so it needs to. I'm sending you love.